Hey folks, and welcome to episode 35 of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos, or for now, just Harmony. I am your host, Novian Matter, and you know, I don't really go by like Novian Harmony at all, really, really, but even then, I like Harmony Magic, and that's where I resonate, if anyone was wondering why. Anyway, on this episode, I usually, it was brought to my attention that I tend to stay on the topic of social justice. And that's because it's passionate to me. It's something that I really care about, um, something that I want to bring awareness to. But I can understand and I can see where it can get repetitive or boring to some people or may not interest. And we're supposed to be universal talks. So... If anyone has been bored or like, oh my god, this guy just keeps fucking repeating himself, (laughs) I apologize. Maybe today's episode will have you a little bit more intrigued. If anyone is interested in true crime or anything like that, uh, this may interest you. It won't be our first time talking about, you know, true crime or anything, but this episode is more like... An episode of cold cases and I decided when doing research for this episode obviously I was like well what am I gonna talk about what kind of cold cases um, like I don't know I was like should I do Texas in general that's where I'm from should I do just the US or anywhere Because, I mean, all cold cases, in my opinion, deserve to have some light shined on them because I know it would suck if I died and no one ever found out I died. Or if they did find out I died, they didn't know how I died. I'd be kind of pissed, you know? Ghost me would be like, what the fuck? Are you serious? It's really, like, no one's really going to, like, find out that I tripped on that, like, tree root right there and twisted my ankle, stumbled down a hill, and twisted my neck, and like, freaking bludgeoned my head on a rock or something, like, (laughs) I don't know, I feel like I would die like that. Or, if if it's the worst way, you know, I'll be like, really? No one is going to like, find out that I freaking like, was like trying to get my car to start because for some reason it wouldn't start and I got out and popped the hood and was like what the fuck and then like someone just came up from behind me and was just like hey and then like sucker punched me to death or shot me and robbed me or something I'd be like bitch bitch obviously I'm not trying to make this a laughing matter I'm specifically only talking about me and if it were my death and my unsolved crime uh maybe that's not something people laugh at i am weird i am my own person i am sorry i am not trying to offend anyone well i mean i'm not sorry for being myself but i am sorry if i've offended you am i going to stop being myself um no uh if it gets pointed out to me though that this was incredibly offensive like to the point where it's oppressive I will, you know, self-reflect and be like, uh, do I really want to be that person? But I feel like it's not in any way oppressive. I'm not sure. Y'all let me know. Anyway, 
I'm going to be talking about three victims, actually four victims today, and um, three separate crimes, and they're cold cases in Texas, in the valley, which is where I'm from, the Rio Grande Valley. Um, I, I think we have one uh, area code which you may not have heard of it, maybe you have, which is 956, you may have heard people say, Puro pinche 956 a la verga ka. And um, other things like that, you know? So, <laughs> I just had to. Um, I'm going to be bringing light to these cold cases. Um, some of them recent, some of them not. I tried to keep them a little bit more recent. Uh, only because, uh, obviously, the the more recent it happened the more chance there is of solving it and the more chance there is of the suspects being alive and potentially able to catch them however that being said i'm not gonna just forget about the victims that took place like 20 years ago or 30 years ago the last true crime episode we talked about which was irene garza she took place you know a while back and we tried to shed light on her and what happened and what happened to the couple in Edinburgh who were murdered in their, their home, their mobile home, um, you know, stuff like that. And I felt like today, why not shed some light and talk about these victims whose lives were cut short and their piece of trash murderers are still out there. And, you know, any information provided you know, if you have any information, if any of this sounds familiar, or you think you know something, I urge you to call the, the freaking police departments. I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of cops, but unfortunately, uh, I don't know how to solve a case. I don't know if there's any evidence, you know, I'm not a professional. So for now, all I can say is call the police department. I will let you know which one it corresponds to as I tell the stories. And maybe we can bring some closure to these families and friends who are mourning for these victims who, to this day, still want justice. So, the first victim I'm going to tell you guys about is Jose Luis Martinez Jr. And, uh, oh, my source for all these uh, cold cases, y'all, was rio.projectcoldcase.org and uh, I urge you if, if you are interested or you want to type that in your search bar go check it out there's tons of cold cases there and uh, who knows maybe one might call out to you and you can provide something or you know something you never know so first victim Jose Luis Martinez Jr. Uh, he was a lovable 14-year-old whose life ended too soon after three unknown members of a gang called Loco Trece did a drive-by. And Jose, he was like most 11-year-olds, I think, you know? He loved being, like, alive. He loved playing Xbox. He loved listening to music. And he particularly liked football. Uh, his family said that he was often outside playing football with him, with his uncles and his, you know, friends. And 
the day that the shooting took place, Jose was on his way out of his house. He was opening his front door. I couldn't find anything really like specifying where he was going and like what he was doing, but trying to put myself in his shoes from my own experience. Like he could have been heading outside like to the yard to play, get lost in thought. Y'all, I'm so sorry about my pets in the background scratching with their collars. Um, Pass the time outside. Maybe he was headed to a friend's house. I don't know though. He could have even been going out shopping with one of his parents. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. When I was 11 and my mom was like, get ready, we're going to Walmart or something. I'd just be like, what? But you know, I didn't really have a choice and I'd do it. I, I think about that and just, I don't know. When I was 11, I was going outside I wasn't worried about fucking opening my door and getting shot, man. That's for sure. And I know that there's some people who are going to say, well, in some neighborhoods, that's just a thing. I know. I know. It really shouldn't be, though. Like, it, it sucks that there's some kids out there who have to worry about dying. Like, what? where in what world is it okay... Or does it seem like it's a good thing that kids who are still innocent and, I guess, naive to most of the world's corruptness and cruelty have to worry about death when they've barely just come to life, you know? Like, life, they haven't even really started it. Like, when I was 11, I was like, I'm so fucking smart, you know? Like, I've, I've, I'm wise, I've lived everything, I know everything. And I was also just having fun and fucking off and just being a little bitch and spoiled and bratty and like living, learning, going through mistakes. 11 years old, I hadn't even like experienced my first heartbreak. Like there was so much that Jose still needed to learn and go through and experience. And that just got cut short. It got cut short. At 11 years old, he was struck with a fatal shot, gunshot wound, that hit him in the chest at 11.31 p.m. on January 16th, 2011. There were three unknown suspects that were seen driving away in a red Honda sedan. Man... I'm just going to say this, you know, in movies and all that stuff, and I guess in real life too, like gangs and their stupid initiations like drive-bys or jumping someone, I guess, yeah, that is scary, but it's more scary because if you're the victim of it, it it can happen to you, right? But I'm just going to say the fact that gangs... And I've known people who are in gangs and I've had family members in gangs who tell me that, yeah, these are things that are real. This is considered tough or like an initiation. And like, I just have one thing to like, I just have a question. Like, where is it tough or in any way showing that you are a strong gang member who is capable of, I don't know, 
gang stuff. If you're in a car shooting aimlessly at defenseless people, some who could be old, middle-aged, young, children, teenagers, 11-year-olds who aren't firing back, have no means to defend themselves, are just going about their day, are totally unprepared for your attack. Like, just, like, how does attacking someone like that prove you are worthy of being in a gang? All it proves to me is that you're fucking cowards and you're not really capable of shit. Like, that's such a cowardice thing to do. A drive-by and then trying to represent and shout your gang okay all you did was cause some depression hurt people end someone's life too early and you drove away went on about their lives still haven't been caught and their fam the family of jose martinez they want answers you know they're they still haven't been caught these people are still roaming around free and for them that's not okay. Jose's mother cannot think about going on with life knowing he's not here, but they're they're out there getting to walk around free. And, you know, they're probably laughing, going, hey, we got away with it. Yeah, we killed someone. Dudes, shut up. You killed an 11-year-old who couldn't defend himself against you, and you drove away like cowards. That That is all... I will ever think of when I hear your stupid gang loco trece or anything how dumb and anyone else that's you know ever participated in gang stuff like that like jumping someone where there's like 10 people to one person and they have to survive being jumped getting beaten to a pulp again where is the dignity where is there proof at all that you really have any strength? Maybe the person taking it, I guess, but at the same time, they're getting jumped to join the gang, and like they believe that being beat up is worth it. I don't know. I've never understood this logic. Like, I've never understood it. I've never wanted to understand it. I just think like these are people who are cowards living as cowards and trying to justify it with violence because violence strikes fear into people but just because something strikes fear into someone doesn't mean it's like the superior thing to do striking fear into people is definitely the cowardice move to take but that's just my opinion Jose Rest in peace, and I hope that you can have some sort of justice. This happened in Far Texas, y'all, so if anyone has any information, contact the Far Texas Police Department. Our second victim, also someone young who shouldn't have been taken, a little older than Jose, Jolisa Socorro Rangel, 20 years old, Hispanic, took place in Edinburgh, Texas. Jolisa was described as a loving and devoted mother, a hard worker who wanted to be a registered nurse and who was loved by many. 
Jalisa was also about to be 21 years old when her life was cut short on October 25th at around 9.30 p.m. This is 2013, by the way. I'm sorry I forgot to say that. Surveillance video shows three men trying to force their way into her apartment. When they were unable to enter, they shot through the door where Jalisa was standing behind, probably trying to make sure they didn't enter. What a strong-ass woman. At the time, her two-year-old son was left behind. And now, today, in this age, he's older and he wants answers. I'm just going to say, that sounds ridiculous. First of all, I don't know who these three men were and what their relationship was to Jolisa. Uh, the surveillance you know, video is still out there on the internet. If you look up her name, find her case, uh, News Channel 5 or News Channel 4, they have a video showing the three suspects they believe. Um, kind of like shitty video, not going to lie. Can't really see their faces, but hey, if something looks familiar, clothes, a tattoo or something, and you can help identify it, you know, it, it, it just takes one person to make a difference. And if you have any information on this, get a hold of the Edinburgh, Texas Police Department, you know, give Jolisa's family some justice, her son. Yeah, she was only 20 years old. She's probably preparing for like a 21 year old, like birthday bash or something and Maybe even planning to have her first fucking drink or her first legal drink. Like, and I don't say that in any way to be offensive, but I mean, like, you know, I, for a long time and in a lot of society standards, you know, underage drinking, people see it and they're just like, oh my God, it's illegal. You shouldn't be doing that. La 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 la. I used to think like that. And I believe if it's reckless and you're harming yourself or others, yeah, you should stop. But I feel like if it's all in good fun, which, you know, I did partake in underage drinking <laughs> when I was in high school and having fun. I don't condone that. I don't condone it at all. I'm just saying my experience. And it's possible, you know, it's possible you're out with your friends and you know, when you're young and you're trying to have fun, you don't think about that. So someone or says, hey, we can get some drinks here. Let's get drunk, you know, and you, you know, you don't have to be home. You're spending a night somewhere. I don't know. Maybe you're just even with family, you know, maybe you're at a freaking barbecue with the, the tios and the tias or something. And then, you know, tia says, hey, maybe you should let la 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 have some drink or something. And it happens, you know but in a safe, secure environment, hopefully. And, um, you know, she was having fun. She was experiencing life, if she did. Or she was getting ready to. She's only 20. And, you know, she, she's not going to get to see her son grow up and graduate and fall in love. And she deserved to have all those things and more. 20 years, like, that wasn't enough time to live. And these three suspects, whoever they are, they sound like cowards too, man. Like, you can't... First of all, this woman must have been strong. What an amazing, strong woman. That she was 
standing behind the door, probably trying to make sure they couldn't get in. They were trying to bust down her door, and she was putting all her fucking might into making sure they wouldn't. I don't know if there's a connection. I don't know if they were just three fucking creeps who saw her. And honestly, I, 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 I'm glad that they didn't get inside because things could have been worse. She could have suffered more. I don't know who they were. I don't know what they would have done to her. And nobody knows. And that, that's scary because, you know, I, I always say like ghosts and zombies and shit, that stuff's scary. But what humans are capable of is always scarier. So, Jolisa, rest in peace and I hope justice comes to you as well. I hope that you are watching down on your son and still getting to see him uh, grow and become an amazing young person who no doubt hasn't forgotten you. Even though he was only two years old, he remembers you and he wants to know who you are. And uh, according to his grandparents, he wants to meet the men who hurt mommy. And he wants to tell them to stop hurting bad people, to, to stop hurting people and being bad people. That speaks a lot to the character of that two-year-old. And that also speaks a lot and shows what a great fucking mother Jolisa was. And she didn't deserve to have her life cut short by these dumbass coward idiots who in anger because they couldn't bust down a door shot through it instead what a little temper tantrum that is oh my god i'm just gonna say and uh yeah again any information on jolisa please Contact Edinburgh, Texas Police Department. Before moving on to our last two final victims, I'm just going to uh, add in one thing. I, I made sure to put down a note here for myself. It's quite disturbing how many unknown victims are still in the database waiting to be claimed in this website. And it got me realizing you know 50 percent to me was man that's a lot of victims and then my other brain half of my brain said that's also a lot of local murderers that are still roaming free and walking among us right here in the rio grande valley texas let that simmer in your brain for a while as you're going about your day listening to this show doesn't it make you wonder, you know, are my grandparents murderers, my uncles, aunts, or cousins, family members, friends? Have they been involved in a crime that is a cold case waiting to be solved? It's fucking crazy if you think about it. And, um... Uh, if y'all have any shady family members or family friends or something that you've always been like, man, you know, they just give me off vibes. They could be a killer, you know, when you said that when you were smaller. And then, you know, now I look at all these cold cases and I think of people who are in, like, my life that I knew were family friends. And I'm just like, you know, they're fucking creepy. And I got bad vibes from that person, too. <laughs> but, no, for real. 
if you're on this website, which again is rio.projectcoldcase.org, I'm not advertising them or anything, folks. It's just my source to find these victims and their stories and get them out there to spread awareness. It's really disturbing. There is a lot of, you see that it says uh, unsolved murders, that people were bludgeoned or strangle, strangle, ah, strangulated. I can't speak right now. Uh, they were gunned down, uh, freaking tossed on the side of the road to be found. But because no one has claimed these victims, um, my gosh, my animals are just running around. I'm sorry for the noise in the background. Because no one has claimed these victims, their names aren't even known. No autopsy was performed, so they don't, there's no known, like, their cause of death is unknown. There is no one searching for a suspect. There is no one claiming that. And some of these people have been on the database since, like, I saw one for 1971. <laughs> That's insane. That's a long time to be dead and go go unclaimed or unreported. Like, it makes you wonder, like, how can someone in this world be alive and not have anyone at all? Or it makes you think about how back then, before technology, man, my cats, before technology advanced as much as it did, um, there wasn't like, I don't know, like cell phones and all that wasn't a thing back then. So it was just common when someone would leave the house and you wouldn't hear from them for a while sometimes. And I just wonder how many people are alive right now or parents are in their old age or grandparents or sisters, brothers, whatever, family members, friends are super old right now and just wondering whatever happened to so-and-so? Did they settle down somewhere and start a life? Are they one of these missing people who is John Doe or Jane Doe or... I hate putting the gender on stuff, but you know, a doe, <laughs> unknown. It, it's crazy to think about that. And that's one thing I thought about when seeing all these unknown victims who just waiting to be claimed. And I thought that was intense, sad, and crazy. All right. Moving on to our last two final victims for today's episode. This one, um, I couldn't find much information on it, but I'm just going to say this one sounds kind of personal. I don't know why, just with the information and the way it's described, it sounds like a personal homicide or murder. At 9.30 a.m. on March 23rd, 2016, Two bodies belonging to Oneida Alanis Balderas Garza and Lords M. Luna were found in a home belonging to Garza. Garza, age 44, and Luna, age 33, had been bound and were shot execution style. Their death came as a shock to many who said that both the women went out of their way to serve their district because they worked as um, in the ECISD, you know, or actually in the Rio Grande City 
uh, ISD, school district. Friends and family want this case to be solved, and motives remain unknown. This is literally all the information I could find. This happened in Rio Grande City, Texas. The suspects are unknown, or suspect is unknown. And, um, I don't know. These two people who friends and family describe as, uh, you know, loving people, uh, dedicated to their work. They worked in the school district. And even the president of the school district said they're very dedicated to their work. I kept hearing that. They're so dedicated to their work. And it just makes me wonder, okay, well, did someone from work kill them? I'm not exactly sure what their positions were in the school district, but, you know, a lot of people, this is my theory, and this is just me going off on a tangent because I couldn't find so much info, trying to theorize, I don't know, maybe I'm hitting the nail right on the head, maybe I'm totally off and this was just a random murder that happened, could have been a robbery gone wrong, I didn't find anything about it being a robbery. Uh, the fact that they were bound and shot execution style. I don't know. I am a huge true crime fan. I love watching crime shows also and like especially stuff about like uh, the minds of killers and psychological stuff like uh, criminal minds or freaking just watching stuff about uh, psychologists talk about psychopaths or something like that. And one of the things is when... The time is taken by a killer to get up close and personal. And it, it's not just an impulsive kind of scene, you know. Impulsive would have been had they come home or had someone broken in thinking they weren't home or they woke up. Or it, it was 930 in the morning, first of all. The day's getting started for so many people. March 23rd, 2016. Um, hmm, give me one second. Okay, I looked it up real quick. March 23rd, 2016 was on a Wednesday. That means it's a weekday. These women were on their way to work. They were getting ready. They were going to go out. They were, like, just getting their day started like any other day. So someone in the morning, knowing that people are awake, going to work, are at work, uh, maybe not so many people are at home because people are at work already. It's 930. It's a little more into the morning. I don't know. Somebody in the daylight went into Garza's house and took the time. This is why I think it's premeditated and it's personal. They took the time, whether by gunpoint or threats or something, bound these two women at any point, one of them could have ran while the other was being bound unless he made them bind each other. I don't know. Or she, who knows who it was. It's any possibility. This is just a theory. The time was taken for them to be bound. And then execution style st shot. I'm sorry, but if it was just someone trying to, you know, get out and flee and just wanted to kill them to make sure that they couldn't be identified or seen, you know, just boom, boom, run away. Not tie them up and then kill them. You know, I'm, I'm willing to bet that there was probably words exchanged. I feel like it was personal. I think somebody knew. At, who knows? Maybe 
this was a murder towards both of the women. Maybe it was just meant for one of the women and the other was there and was basically like collateral damage to this killer. I don't know. But I think it's odd that they worked for the school district, both of them. I think it's odd that in plain daylight morning, someone decided I'm going to go murder these two women, bound them and killed them in the way that they did. And who knows, it could have been an angry parent uh, because of something that happened. Um, I've literally heard about it happening before. There is a very disturbing video of a man who went with a gun into a school board meeting because he was upset that his child got suspended. And uh, some of these school board members weren't even you know, suspension, usually, I believe that's like a in-the-school thing, you know, principal, I've gotten suspended, and, you know, it was my vice principal that suspended me, I don't know who the hell the school board people are at all, but, um, you know, that it's something that happens, it's capable of happening, so it could have been an angry parent, it could have been another freaking employee of the, like, school board, like, angry over a decision, I don't know what goes on in school board meetings, but schools are anything like but innocent, you know? There, there's a lot of corruption that goes on in schools. And this could be, you know, freaking teachers being assholes to students or each other, pay, who knows, man? Who fucking knows? But for some reason or another, in my opinion, Someone premeditated this murder on Garza or Luna or both, and they succeeded. And who knows why, but it's unsolved. If anyone has any information, contact the Rio Grande City Police Department. So that is all for episode 35 of this episode of Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. I only hope to spread awareness and bring light to these cases so that maybe they can be solved and bring closure to the families. Not looking for any kind of, uh, I don't know, fame or anything like that, folks. Just if it were me, I would want to be solved because I'd be pissed if I was unsolved. But that's just me. I hope that all these victims are resting in peace. I hope their energies and essences are living freely and they've ascended into amazing awesomeness. I hope their families find closure. I hope they grieve healthily. And I hope that these suspects get caught they don't deserve to be getting to live life when they took the lives of these people so soon. If you like this episode, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash UTWHAC or look up Universal Talks with Harmony and Chaos. Like us, follow us, join our discussion board. Let's talk about this episode. Uh, if you have any information, shout it out. Call the police department. If there's any other 
unsolved cases or crimes you want us to touch base on or get info on, send, a, send it to us. Send it to me so I can know. Message us. Find us on Instagram.com. I'm going to let my dog scratch. Oh, now, now she's done. Okay. Find us on Instagram.com. At Instagram.com slash Novian Matter. Or Instagram.com slash Absolute Chaos. Also, follow our official podcast uh, page at Instagram.com slash Podcast. You can follow us at Twitter.com slash TalksChaos too. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us. Hopefully, you can join us again for episode 36. I still haven't decided if I'm going to touch base on more unsolved crimes or if I'm going to talk about something completely different. We will see when the mood strikes me. That's pretty much how I go about the episode. Totally on the dot procrastination. It's terrible. I need to do better. Anyway, folks, you all have a balanced week. And until next time, Novian Matter, 